0: This is Rock and Roll Grad School with your hosts, Heidi Hedquist and Luke Poling. There's nothing more that they'd like to do than take the floor and dance with you.
1: Hello, kiddies. Do you like American music? Yes. We like all kinds (laughs) of music.
0: We do like all kinds of music. We, We are very open and worldly.
1: But we like American music best, which is good. Okay. Right?
0: Yeah. It's good. Um,
1: so, because today we are talking to Victor Lorenzo. Yes. He of Violent Femmes.
0: And many other things.
1: And his new band, Night Crickets.
0: Who I love.
1: Yeah, which it's him. Um, I, I, I'm going to mispronounce his name. Darwin, I believe it's Mainers? Miners?
0: I think so.
1: Really interesting artists in all sorts of formats and stuff, mm-hmm. and then David J, who is from yes. Bauhaus and Love and Rockets, and they form, they make up said Night Crickets, and they have a new record out. They are lovely, and it's a jam. It is. It's, it's really good. It's, it's a fun such record.
0: A, yes. It's a really fun record, as we talk about on the show. I I'm claiming it as like one of my theme songs. So.
1: One of your many theme songs. One of my many, yes. So one other thing I thought we should talk about on the show. Um, just tell me if you, you're you going to recognize this. But just let's see if you can just. Okay.
0: It's cutting out. It's not oh, even that I can't recognize I'm, it. I'm it's blunt. cutting out.
1: It, it is the uh, drum intro to Be My Baby.
0: Oh, yes. Which I Ronnie. feel like
1: we should acknowledge the passing of uh, Ronnie, Ronnie Spector. Spector. We should. Because, uh, well, two things, and only one of them connects back to this week's episode. But I do love that on uh, a radio station I was driving around last week, it was the, a format which would never in a million years play the Ronettes, which, mm-hmm. shame on you, but neither here nor there. Yes. But there's sort of workaround as how do you pay tribute to her without playing the Ronettes records. Okay take Eddie me honey? home. To, yep. Take me home.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And I was, it started of course. I was like, Oh, that is the perfect homage.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Um, but what I was going to say and the reason I think it connects to Victor and by extension, the night crickets, we mentioned it briefly in the interview. Ronnie Spector is one of those musicians who would come around every year and a half. And I would always say, Oh, that'd be fun to go see. And then not get tickets.
0: Yeah.
1: And, When I saw, uh, the first time I saw Victor play, he was playing drums for Maureen Tucker from the Velvet Underground Mm -hmm. with Sterling Morrison
0: Mm -hmm.
1: of said underground. Yes. And he ended up passing away, I think about a year later. And at the time, my first reaction was, I am so glad I got to see him and see him play. And so I think this is just a perfect reminder that go see somebody if you want to go see them. And it's not to be morbid, it's not to say, but who knows what's going to happen in the next, right? let's say, 24 to 48 hours, let alone.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm trying right. to
1: have a conversation with you and you're sitting there holding this I know, well, rookie, it's making me it's feel amazing. better because
0: now I feel like he has to comfort me because you're reminding I know, here
1: me, I like, am bringing oh, down the room again.
0: No, but it's true. And like, even like, COVID, not COVID be damned, but I'm very... We're very cautious of the plague, but Mm -hmm. I think we both have decided that the places that we will insert ourselves where there are more than two people is we will make it a point to go see the bands we love. And every experience I've had so far doing that has been fantastic. None of it's been scary. None of it that's been worth every minute. And I have not gotten any sort of Plague from said concert. So the universe wants us to go to shows.
1: And I think it's also the. For me, any good concert. And we talked about it with Warren Ellis. Is a sense of release in this communal experience. And I feel like. Since all of this has happened. Seeing shows in the fall. And in the late summer. There was the sense of everybody. Having this like. We can be out together for a little bit. We can have this thing. Maybe it'll go away again. But like let's just enjoy this now and so there's something i I think live music has become all the more important and special and something in that moment even where you're like wow this is really great this is something to appreciate It seems like the night crickets is one of the few good things to come out of the past few years of us being all locked in our houses. How did you connect with everybody and and start working together?
2: Well, it's a long story and I'll try to make it longer. Um, Perfect. What happened was was there's a fellow by the name of Darwin Miners, who is the third cricket. I first met Darwin in the year 2013 in California when Violent Femmes were doing two shows at the Coachella Festival. And I met him backstage and we started a good conversation and the conversation carried into a wonderful friendship that blossomed over the years. And then about a year ago, this past holiday season, Darwin got in contact with me and he wanted to know if I would be interested in creating some wild drum tracks for him, wild meaning just naked drum tracks with nothing else. And he was going to write some music to put with the drum tracks. And I said, sure, I'd be interested in doing that. But when I thought a little bit more about it, I said, how about this, Darwin? What if I send you these drum tracks, some that I already have in my collection here at my recording studio, and I'll create some new ones for you as well. But then also, why don't you see if uh, David J from Bauhaus who darwin manages would also be interested in contributing to these pieces of music and he said let me talk to david and i'll see what happens so he contacted david and then got back in touch with me and said david would be really jazzed about the idea so we just started sending tracks back and forth i would send these naked drum tracks Those two would add things, send it back to me. I would add some more stuff and then send it back. So it was almost like a chain letter kind of a thing going uh, back and forth between us. And then we decided uh, we had six songs that we really liked and we wanted to see if we could maybe release them as an EP and not under our own auspices, but maybe go the old fashioned route because we are pretty old, David and I, uh, and think about trying to find a, a record deal. So we got in touch with uh, Cheryl Powelski at Omnivore Recordings. Cheryl is a a wonderful Grammy Award winning producer, engineer, record company person, and she's from Milwaukee. So I had heard about Cheryl, but I had never talked with her. So I gave her a call and I proposed the idea that if you listen to this EP, would you be interested in putting it out on Omnivore? And she said, well, we primarily do reissues, but we do have some new material that we release. Let me uh, listen to it and play it for the staff and see what everybody thinks. So I sent the record the EP at that point. It was an EP to Cheryl on a Monday. She got back in touch on Wednesday and offered us a licensing deal. Wow. So, so that was the fastest turnaround <laughs> I've ever had with any record company. <laughs> in all my experience over the years so at first we were going to deal with the record as just an ep but then things were going so famously well with us that we figured if if cheryl was into the idea we'd like to create some more songs and turn it into a bona fide record an album so to speak and she thought the idea was great and we loved the idea of course and and just put our heads to the grindstone and came up with uh, more songs. And now we have this 13 song album that is going to be released on January 21st. It's amazing.
0: Well, even just the single, just the "A free society from the opening drums in my delusional world, I always believe my life is a film and I'm always figuring out what my entrance music would be. Oh. that song would be like the entrance music for the, for the film. And my film's oh. not a bio, bio, it's like crazy. So okay. it, but it, I love it. I've been listening to it like over and over again. Imagining oh, where I'd be talking oh,
2: about oh wonderful. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to enjoy it. I, I have to say in all honesty too, that, you know, I've, I've been involved with a lot of album projects over the years, but this record, I, I really think, and, and even considering the Violent Femmes material, I think this is the best record that I've ever done. So now I'm not sure. I, I don't think you've heard the full album yet, but no, not yet. Every not yet. song. I'm just really jazzed by every song, and I and I think that uh, David and Darwin feel the same way. And it's not often that you create a record and then want to keep listening to it after it's finished. And I find that I I still play this record at least once a week. I, I just love listening to it. It's got to be, it's as as if
1: the three of you are the first people to hear the record in that you're sending out these pieces back and forth and that you get this great surprise of, oh, here's what this guy added. This is so cool. And here's where he took this idea. That's got to be such wonderful. The artistic kind of feeding off of each other has got to be wonderful.
2: Yeah, it's almost like having many Christmas mornings in a row (laughs) where you never Mm -hmm. know what is going to come under the tree you know you open up the package and here it is but uh yeah it's it's just really exciting and I'm 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 very happy to hear your reactions to it because I can't wait to see what other people think about it not many people uh in the journalistic world have heard the whole record yet so I'm 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 really uh anxious to see what the what the response is I imagine it can't be great
0: if it's not, then they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Just ignore that. <them>. Terrible. <laughs> no, it's going to be phenomenal. But you've got a very busy January.
2: Pretty much so, yes.
0: Oh, my gosh. Like You've got Night Crickets, the 21st, right? And then 1913,
2: um, the 28th? Yes, the 28th. We're releasing a single called Cello and Drums Forever. That's and uh, 1913 is a, a group that I have with a very fine cellist and, and writer here in Milwaukee. Her name is Janet Schiff. And the reason we call ourselves 1913 is because 1912 and 1914 were taken. <laughs> Not really. They, uh, the real reason is, <laughs> the real reason totally is so. Janet's, Janet's cello was, was built in the year 1913 in Transylvania.
0: That's amazing. I mean, if you're gonna play a cello, that's where it has to yeah. be from, and at least for <laughs> right. that era, like right. nothing else will suffice. <laughs> is it hard to balance the, the two happening so close together and switching hats like that? I mean, obviously you'd love them both so much, but it's like picking which child, you're whose game you're going to go to.
2: Not really, because I've been in typical situations like this over the course of my career. So um, this is just another setup that I'm, I'm uh, waiting for.
1: That and that you seem like you're always collaborating with other people. I saw you. I don't want to completely give the year, but it was at Tramps, which starts to date us, with Mo Tucker and Sterling Morrison. Right. I think it was I think it was the first show I saw in college, and it was mind blowing and delightful. Oh wow! But but uh, just your. <sighs> You always seem to be collaborating with interesting people and going, well, let's bring in a cello. Let's try this thing. It seems like you're very open to beyond the parameters of two guitars, a bass, and a drum kit. Right. And have always been.
2: Well, I, th- I think my, my love for collaboration comes from my interest and in my, my career in theater. Mm-hmm. So, so I've, I've really come to, especially when I figure some of the musical collaborations I've been a part of, that in theater, it's it's really a collaborative effort because you're working not only with fellow actors, but directors, producers, writers. And I I found that to be very fulfilling because I'm a very much of a, a people person, I think. And sometimes working in the music industry, you find yourselves doing a lot of stuff by yourself unless you're part of a band, um, case in point, all my solo material is usually created by myself with other guests that I invite, but I'm, I'm usually the person that's totally responsible for it. Whereas in theater, you're always in a group situation of some sort, even if you're doing a, say a a one man show, there's, there's certainly more than one man (laughs) behind the show or one woman, I should say. But I wanted to get back to the, uh, tour i did with with sterling and mo that was one of the last tours that sterling did yeah it was such a kick for me because from very early on i was such a fan of the velvet underground and then to finally meet mo and then a few years later be able to be her drummer on tour was just a dream come true for me and she's she's just a wonderful person and not only a great innovative drummer but an incredible rhythm guitarist and songwriter. So I I just love those those times that I had with Mo.
1: And I feel like you can draw such a very straight line from some of her work to what you're doing with Violent Femmes and Forward, that there's a simplicity, but not basicness in some of the drum patterns, that it's knowing when not to play as much as when to play. And it's always very interesting. And there's stuff on some of those early Violet Femmes records where I just the other day was trying to sort of like drum the steering wheel along with it. And I'm like, this is not where I th- where it seems like it should be, but it all <laughs> puts together. <laughs> it works. Uh,
2: what's All your those, sort those of damn psychedelic farmers. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you have sort of a philosophy in playing or your approach to the instrument that
2: Maybe well I, I studied as a jazz drummer um I, there was a fellow I grew up in Racine Wisconsin it's a little city on Lake Michigan halfway between Chicago and Milwaukee and I was studying I was very fortunate to study with a drum teacher named Joe Police and Joe was a contemporary of all the big band drummers in the 40s in Chicago so he knew the people like Joe Morello and Louis Belson and Buddy Rich and Sonny Emery. I mean, you, you know, you know, you name it. All kinds of different drummers, and from him, I acquired not only the ability to read rhythmic notation, but also to appreciate the artistry of jazz brush playing. So, what I did with Violent Femmes was I took what I learned as a jazz drummer, especially concentrating on the brushes, and I bastardized that to to fit in with the folk folk punk attitude and and playing style that we developed for Violent Femmes. So sometimes when I'm playing, I have the mindset of a rock drummer. Other times I have the mindset as a jazz drummer, sometimes as an avant-garde drummer, other times as as an orchestral percussionist, because I did also study here in Milwaukee at UWM with uh, Telly Lesbines, who was the the, uh, chief uh, timpanist with the Milwaukee Symphony. And I also studied uh, symphonic snare drum with him. So I have a a varied background as far as education. But one thing that's always in the forefront of my mind is how do I make things simple so they they get across to as many people as possible.
1: And when you're hanging out with other rock drummers, are you just looking around them going, what are you clowns doing with all (laughs) of your experience and learning? I mean...
2: No, well, you, usually Cole, I'm but, having a nice time with my fellow. Yeah.
0: Rock. I don't have to call them. Only clowns. you're a jerk like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's only me. Yeah, you the only judging one in the room. And, and
1: that's why I'm not backstage.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it is amazing, though. And do you find when you're having a good time with your fellow rock drummers, do you find that 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 there are often people that have taken it to such a craft and had such a diverse background because. I have an experienced from my interactions that many people who have done the, the studying and understand all the genres and married them in such an amazingly
2: awesome way. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to know when to utilize your education and when to disavow it. And that, that's something I think that's very important, as, especially as a, as a musician or I would have to say, too, from my experience as an actor.
0: I was totally going to say that in yeah. theater. It's the same thing.
2: Right, exact same thing. But um, nonetheless, I'm 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 very happy that I had the education that I had. Um, certainly, for the first few years, I mean, if I could just tell a, a short story of of when I got interested in the drums, please. My cousin uh, Michael Fairbanks had a friend who was going to Vietnam. Okay, we're really we're really mm-hmm. going back now, and uh, he told me that. This fellow was looking to sell a drum set. Now, I had never thought about playing the drums. Uh, in grade school, I studied viola and then also I had piano lessons. But I figured at that point in time, I was working at a holiday inn. I was washing dishes. I had some money. And okay, I'll help this fellow out, that friend of my cousin. So I bought the drum set, $350. It was a four piece slingerland like a black oyster uh, finish and it came with some symbols and I brought it home I was living in the basement of my parents house at that time and I put the drums in the corner of the basement outside of my room and for the next two weeks I would come back from high school and I would look at the drums and I drums and <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't know how to even set them up so I had this set of drums sitting there and I, I didn't know what to do with them Finally, I had a friend come over that played drums. He helped me set them up. And then from then on, I just started playing along with records until I got to the point where I figured I I should take this a little bit more seriously. And that's when I started studying with that fellow I mentioned before, Joe Police.
1: What do you think when you listen back to some of those earlier albums as you've grown and, and matured and, you know, evolved your style over the years? when you listen to that first Violent Femmes record or some of the other earlier things you've been, you were doing?
2: Well, you hear a development at a certain point in time. Mm -hmm. I'm not embarrassed by it. Sometimes I wish things that I had played or recorded would have been better developed, but I I just put it down to experience. And I, I don't really have any qualms about listening to things I've done in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people really especially enjoy the first Violent Femmes record. Even though it's funny, the, the favorite of, of the group was, was the second album, Hello Ground. That's the one that we really liked.
0: Isn't that always the case? I feel I like know. bands it, rarely love what fans love.
2: Well, I mean, I, I certainly like the, the first album. I'm proud right. of, of that record. And that, that is our claim to fame. Sure. But at the same time, I'm, I'm interested in development. And and seeing where one's career goes from uh, point A to point whatever it is.
0: What do you, when you're going out to to just listen to something for fun, who are you listening to?
2: Well, let's see, it depends. Um, uh, What I've been listening to lately is the new remix version of George Harrison's All Things Must Pass, which is one of my very favorite records. Uh, Then I listen to a lot of jazz, especially anything with Tony Williams, uh, who is my all time favorite drummer. And then I listen to uh, some contemporary things that I'll just hear in passing. But um, mostly, I, I find that I listen to a lot of music uh, from the past, a lot of reissues that are either remixed or just remastered. But I'd have to say my number one rock band overall would be the Beatles. And that's what really got me into the idea of Starting to play drums uh, in the in the first place, um, because I just I just love the Beatles uh, for many different reasons. Not only the music, but what they did for the culture. Um, and I was an Anglophile, so uh, that fit the bill, of course. But I'm I'm interested in all different types of music, uh, whether it be ethnic folk music, or country music, or rhythm and blues, or jazz, what what have you. And I, I think that's that pretty much falls on the shoulders of any musician to to do the research uh, so you can be a, a, a better uh, equipped to, to play different styles of music.
1: I noticed on your website, you do photography, you do watercolors, you do all sorts of art projects, let's say, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. How do you divvy that up? Do you go through phases of, I'm really into pho- photography right now, I'm going to Ride this rail for a bit, or is it something you're just always sort of tinkering away at in the background?
2: I think it's always just part of my makeup, and I I, I don't really split it into categories. Mm. Um, photography I love from a very early age, and and the watercolor thing is something that happened within the last five years, uh, mainly because Janet, my my partner in, in 1913, gave me some watercolor pencils. And so I started working with those and I, I found out that I really had an affinity for that. Even though I call them watercolor collages because they're not just strictly watercolors. Uh, there's a lot of cutting and pasting involved and um, some, some sketching. But yeah, all, all those different uh, disciplines are, I, I really enjoy and I, I, uh, I don't really find that I have to give priority to, to one or the other uh, at any given time. They're, they're always in play. I'm, a, I'm always thinking about them.
1: And I'm assuming one feeds the other and vice versa. Uh,
2: yes, yes, that does happen. So, so I, I checked
0: out the uh, new white stripes on your Instagram page, <laughs> cutest thing ever
2: by the way. (laughs) Those those are my two grandkids. Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: They're every picture you posted them, but that one particular is just the cutest thing ever. Have you started to introduce them to your music or any other bands so far? Uh,
2: Their parents play a lot of music around the house. So they've heard the femmes and they've heard uh, jazz. They've heard country and, and uh, my daughter's a very fine singer and she's into a, a lot of, uh, uh, well jazz and, and also um she likes a lot of country music as a matter of fact but um, the little the little girl uh, azure is starting to sing and she has a beautiful voice she also plays the little drum set that i bought them a couple of years ago <laughs> little Meg and White. she she really aggressively plays that drum set i'm really surprised whereas i thought milo the little boy would take to the drum set but he's really got an affinity now for the guitar. So that's why I made the the reference to the White <laughs> <Yes>. Stripes. <laughs> yes,
0: perfect. Mm-hmm. We're ready for another Meg White. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I feel like we always sort of ask the folks we talk to, like, oh, well, what have you got coming up next? And I feel like the better question for you is what have you got coming up in February? Since, right. like Heidi said, like <laughs> you say, January's booked, like January's taken. Are there other projects you're working on? Other things you're... You've gotten states of semi dundness that you're eager to get back to as soon as you hang up with us.
2: Well, I have some, I have some ideas of some things I want to create as far as more music just for myself. Mm-hmm. And then, believe it or not, the night crickets have even been talking already about starting some new recordings. <laughs> so, so that might be happening. Um, also, I'm I'm very interested in uh, a friend of mine who used to be the director and, and a writer of Theater X, which I was a part of. I, I came into this uh, theater company here in Milwaukee. I took uh, the actor Willem Defoe's place in the theater company when he went out to New York. And I've been talking with John Schneider, one of the writers, and he's working on a new piece that I hope to be a part of because I haven't really done anything as an actor for a few years now. So I'm, I'm looking forward to... Uh, to getting back into that, uh, in that venue and sharpen my knives there. Yeah. So, um, I'm kind of leaving my, myself open for that. And, and, uh, maybe I might, might get away with my wife and, and go to a hotel for a few days or something, just, just to get out of Milwaukee for a while.
1: Any live shows or are you right now just sort of feeling like hunkering down? And
2: no, the last show I did, uh, live was, was with 1913, and we don't have anything on the books right now. And to look in the future for live performances from um, the Night Crickets is, is pretty well in the future, even though we, we've we had a, we've been twined with a little initial discussions about it. But David's pretty busy, uh, or will be busy again, I think, when Bauhaus can, can go out again. And um, I guess if, if we would be putting something together for Night Crickets, that would be quite a project because we'd have to uh, not only have the three of us playing but i think we'd have some other instrumentalists joining us on stage because the records are so filled out that it's it yeah. wouldn't just come across as well i don't think just as a trio
1: Night Crickets is available this Friday, January 21st from Omnivore Records. For more information, check out the band's Facebook page, facebook.com slash nightcricketsofficial.
0: You can check us out on all the various socials. Be sure to visit our website at rockandrollgradschool.com and don't forget to leave us a review.
1: Today's show is produced by myself and Heidi Headquist. Our reluctant producers are John Survey and Sandy Stone. Our willing producers are Rachel Allen and Randy Jeanette. Our intern is Zach Jackson. This one's for Philippe. Thank you, good night, and may all your favorite bands stay together.
0: New York round the corner.
2: And the devil's on your top Cause he knows you're staying in
0: Although part of you is always out
2: Life is where it's thin Thin Life Life is where it's